The following program is intended for mature audiences. We're in the quarantine. We're in a stunning estate. I don't have to tell you any of this. You should be figuring it out yourself. You slugs, many of you. It's not my fault. You crawl on the ground. You haven't evolved into, into a being that can handle the information that I'm telling you. Multiple sclerosis isn't real. They're just clumsy. They're just clumsy people. Parkinson's disease is people that want attention. Yeah, we see ya. We see ya, Uncle Frank. We get it. How about you stop the shaking and come up with a funny anecdote? I've never met a pharmacist who I didn't want to kill. Don't gaslight me. Don't lie to me. I don't want your bullshit. I don't want any more partisan fuckery. You people, you fucking people, you keep fighting each other and making this a partisan shit show. You keep letting the politicians get away with murder. You keep letting the rich get richer while we all fight for scraps. Don't you get it? Don't you see? Don't you understand? Your brothers and sisters on the other side of the politics are also cops. They're also nurses. They're also union members. They're also factory workers. Your brothers and sisters from the other side of politics also live in your state, your city, your town. They're your relatives and your friends and your co-workers and teammates. Jesus Christ, we are fighting the wrong battle. Somehow these fucking politicians have blue-collar workers from both sides fighting each other for no fucking reason while the filthy rich laugh and shit and spit and piss on us all. Your phone has 10 times the bacteria of your toilet, which your dog drinks out of, and then licks you. I, I could see right over there, right now, one of my dogs lying on the driveway like a dead fucking fly. The driveway where cars with God knows what on their tires pull in, and then that idiot rolls in it. And the other one, I don't know where he is, which means he's into something worse. Sometimes I see a, a dead mouse in the driveway. I don't have a cat. Something here killed it. <laughs> I'm not pointing fingers, but there's only the three of them. My point is, God knows what is all over your pets and in their mouth, and then you invite them on the bed and they try to French kiss you and sometimes succeed. And some people don't even fight it. But what's the point of a pet if you're not going to pet it? It's in the name. And what's the point of life if you can't live it? Have you ever had sex in a hotel? <laughs> Did you wash your hands first? Well, the last couple didn't either. Welcome. Uh, I should have, I knew that I should have did this before I started the movie. So I was debating on whether I should watch it and do this at the same time. But I decided to just watch it because I knew some of what happened, but I couldn't remember the entire thing. And I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't do this and that because I don't think I would have been able to fucking, you know, really, yeah, and enjoy it the way that I did, but I just, if, if you haven't, if you haven't seen the movie Misery, what company? I don't know what you're doing, maybe nobody has put you on to it, I know it is older, I don't know, I'm gonna look and see when it came out, because I did pull it up a minute ago. You almost died. You have a compound fracture of the tibia in both legs, and the fibula in the right leg is fractured, too. And as soon as the road's open, I'll take you to a hospital. In the meantime, you've got a lot of recovering to do. There is nothing to worry about. You're gonna be just fine. I'm your number one fan. My name is Annie Wilkes. I think one of my clients, Paul Sheldon, might be in some kind of trouble. You mean Paul Sheldon, the writer? Well, everybody sure likes those misery books. They had it at the store, Paul. They said he checked out last Tuesday. Isn't that a little strange? I guess it was kind of a miracle you finding me. In a way, I was following you. You were following me? Oh, Paul, I've read everything of yours, but the misery novels. 
You must be a good man. You could never have created such a wondrous, loving creature as Misery Chastain. Very kind. The presumption must now be that Paul Sheldon is dead. You dirty bird. How could you? Misery Chastain cannot be dead. Misery Spirit is still alive. I don't want her spirit! I want her! And you murdered her! You don't think he's dead, do you? And don't even think about anybody coming for you, because I never called them. Nobody knows you're here. And you better hope nothing happens to me. Because if I die, you die. been out. Is this what you're looking for? Eventually, you'll come to accept the idea of being here. Annie, whatever you think I'm not doing, please don't do it. Annie, for God's sake. Shh, darling. Trust me. God's sake. It's for the best. God, I love you. Probably say 1998, 1997. Maybe it's, you know, 1980. Your clothes is 1990. It came out. Well, I said 1990, you know, at first. <laughs> Dude, what? Rotten Tomatoes can go fuck itself 90%. I mean, I'm sure that's great for Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb gave it a 7.8 out of 10, and a Metacritic gave it 75%. These motherfuckers just can't give credit where it's due, man. They just can't do it. You'll never see a movie get 100%, I don't think. And if you do, it's probably something that's complete garbage. Do you know what the worst part about this entire movie is? Because I'm going to tell you. The the saddest and worst part of the movie Misery is that nothing like it can ever be made in 2020. And let me tell you why. Now, well, before I do that, fair warning, spoiler alert. If you don't want this movie to be ruined for you and you haven't seen it, then pause this, go and watch it, and come back. It'll be here. I'm, it's not going anywhere. Trust me, it's worth the watch. If you if you like, if you like suspense, if you like thrill movies, this is one. This one kind of reminds me of the Sunset Limited a little bit in the sense that oh, and the Sunset Limited was completely different. And the same at the same time. Like it was Tommy Lee Jones and Samuel L. Jackson sitting in a room together, working off of each other, and basically debating life and religion, right? Which is a great fucking film. This one is similar in the sense that pretty much the entire movie is James Caan and Kathy Bates working off of each other. I mean, there are people that are worked into the movie for very short periods of time, but the majority of the movie is them two working off of one another. And and Kathy Bates is the fucking shit, dude. I don't know how many people are familiar with her work, but she's the fucking shit. I gotta be honest, I seen her, Gemma's watching, uh... American Horror Story. Is that the one with the demons? That's the yeah, but they change it every season to something different. Yeah, but uh, that's the one I keep on saying: Demon One, Demon Two. No, no, no but uh, this this is the one, the last one they did, the witches. The one before that was the plantation. Oh, okay, okay. That one, I I saw her in the plantation one. And she, dude, I don't know where she pulls it from. I honestly don't. Like, what what she, like, I know, I understand when you're watching a movie 
It, it's made up. It's not real. The things are not happening. But if it's done correctly, a movie is a lot like a song where it will, it will pull the emotions out of you. If it's done right, the way that she can just pull the anger out in seconds, where she goes from talking like how I'm talking right now to flipping it in an instant, screaming, yelling, fucking... Like on the edge of a psychotic break is fucking brilliant. And then the the other thing that really stood out to me was the way the way that James Conn if you don't know who that is, don't feel bad because I didn't even realize who the dude was until halfway through the fucking movie. He's the guy he was in the Godfather. I, I think he played I want to say he played Michael's brother, Al Pacino's brother. No, 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 no more. Not this time, Consigliere. No more meetings, no more discussions, no more Salazzo tricks. You give him one message, I want Salazzo. Now it's all out war, we go to the Some match. of the other families won't sit still. They never hand me Salazzo. Your father wouldn't want to hear this. This is business, not personal. They shot my father. Even the shooting of your father was business, not personal, sonny. Well, then business will have to suffer, all right? And listen, do me a favor, Tom. No more advice on how to patch things up. Just help me win, please, all right? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. He's fucking... That was the That was the first thing I remember him from. And then recently, if, if you follow the podcast, you already know this. But if you don't, uh, I talked about Rollerball a while ago. I don't know what the episode number is, but I found out... The, the rollerball that I was talking about that was made in, I think, 2002 or 2003, that was a reboot of another movie by the same name that was made in the 1970s, which he was a star of, that I had no idea. And to be completely honest with you, I haven't watched the original rollerball. I don't need to. I can tell you right now that's already a way better movie than the reboot will ever... But if... If you could compare the two movies, the way that I would compare them is <clears throat> the original Rollerball is Geppetto and the reboot is Pinocchio because all it wants to do is try to be a real boy and it just, it can't do it. It can't do it. The whole thing is fucked. They took an amazing film from the trailer that I watched, which basically had, there was some kind of game. If you're, if you know the movie well, you know, we can uh, talk about it, whatever, but from from what I gathered from the trailer, this dude, somebody started this game in motion, and it's basically a big corporation that controls everything, and the whole tone of the movie is talking about the government and how businesses are going to be taking profits over people's lives. Like, that shit was not, it's very ahead of its time, I think. But I, I haven't watched it. I will I will look for it. I will try to find it. See if I can. If you want to see Misery, it's currently streaming on Hulu now. That's how I, I happened to see it when I turned it on today. I was looking for something to watch. And it was on there, to my surprise. Because the last time I saw Misery, probably... When you were in high school or middle school. Yeah, middle school has to be because my grandmother was still alive because she was watching it. And that that movie fucked me up. And that's how I watched it too. My first time watching this was with my grandma. Dude, they, they, they didn't always have good taste. But when they... Yeah. But I mean, like, well, your grandmother is heavy into the Jersey Shore. I just, this and is not a... She was very well at first. She used to play it off like she wasn't into it, but after like the first season you know, or whatever, you know, she was like, Yeah, yeah, get him, get him in that lock. Well, she this is this is not a made up story, this is 100% factual. She put the Jersey Shore on, <laughs> <laughs> she's laughing because she knows what I'm gonna say. And I was like, like, she was super pumped about watching it. And I was like, dude, you can't be serious. And she was like, get the, get out of my fucking house right now. 
I'm like, well, are you? She's like, I'm not joking. Get the fuck out. These are my people, and I will not have you insulting my my fucking <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I'm not gonna do it. Get the fuck out of my house right now. I I don't want to see like, you. I am too, but you basically called Jersey Shore uh those uh, Italians uh gutter rats. Yeah, basically. Italians. Yeah, they are. They are hundred yeah, percent. Like, uh, even like Italian, uh, American Italian people don't even want to associate themselves with, with that. Weedos. Yeah, no, it's a lot like. They yeah you know, they you know say that to other other Italian people when they don't like somebody you know they're like oh you're a Guido. I would think. Disrespect. I would think the Jersey Shore to Italians is what the cartel is to Mexicans. You don't want to, you have to acknowledge that it exists, but you don't want to really be associated with it, you know? But I mean, Especially I. Especially when they're doing the shit like that. I mean, dude, come on, bro. Look, I don't have abs. And you can say maybe, well, maybe that's why. That was her man. And then I know. Was she was like, don't be, don't be mad because you don't look good like that. Bitch, you like. I would like to rub my face on his ass. Yeah, that's. My face. That's wild. But, I mean, I get it. I guess. Look, I have to give the guys credit. He was nasty, too. Like, I'll be the best lady that they ever had. I bet you she would. I bet you she would. Because she's. She's been around, so she could probably do shit to them they could never even dream of. Seriously, <laughs> they would be they would be shaking in the fucking corner like I, I don't know well, I don't what know is. And then she whistled in it. I don't know what that did, boy. Oh my god! <laughs> then she whispered something into the ear. I don't know that I uh, my dick had an ear. The last thing I remember is hearing the sound of her teeth fall out of her mouth. <laughs> God, dude, that made me cry. I was tearing up. Holy I know. Shit. I was fucking. I was like, I'm like, am I a fucking bitch? And I'm crying because uh, of my grandma's emotion. Like, you know, that's hilarious. She's dead. I was like, nope, nope, that's nope. not. It's because of the fucking. <laughs> she would have. She would have. She would have oh been like, goodness. that's not funny. But she would have laughed. She would have had an acid attack, a heart attack. <laughs> she would have pissed. Shit. And farted, you know, uh, and she would be crying so bad. And oh man, funny, funny fucking shit, dude. I mean, look. I know that you and I couldn't get, my, you know, we're the only people, you know, that my grandma knew that could fucking get her going to the point that she needs to bring her inhalers out and her <laughs> her steroids. I mean, dude, she was she was crazy. She was crazy because oh she she came from she came from the old school. Like they don't they don't make people like that and anymore. She struggled <laughs> Struggled with a birth deformity. She wasn't supposed to live past, I would want to say, like even like the first month of her being born. Uh, her spine was fused so bad. Uh, she was six when she was starting to walk. Well, technically crawl. You know, like a normal person, a baby, a person. Well, you know. And then fighting cancer at a young age and getting pregnant, you know. So, of course, you got to be tough living in Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, dude, they they had to understand. And I, I mean, maybe not. But I just think they were fucking just hardcore people because they went through so much shit. They didn't have time to fuck around. Like, they did I would, I would really, I honestly, I would love to be able to talk to... Her and even my grandmother and asked them what do they think about all the shit that is going on right now. Not the <laughs> not the president and all that shit because we all know it's a fucking. Oh, I, I think my grandmother would have been going for Trump, but my grandma also thought that he was an asshole on uh, 
They're trying to. But it it would be interesting to see. Right, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. because I don't think she don't she definitely did not strike me as a Hillary Clinton type. Nah. Because I know my grandmother would probably voted for her because my grandmother wanted a woman president. But maybe she might have uh, chose you know Trump over you know. Oh, maybe she would have been for Bernie only. But I'm, I would be interested to see what do they think about, like, cancel culture. I mean, obviously, I know what they would say. They would be like, dude, fuck these pussies. Like, they don't, they don't understand what it's like to have a real problem. Mm -hmm. They don't know what the fuck is. A real problem, a real addiction, you know. Yeah. I mean, these people came from. Guys come from, you know, uh. What, thinking that you had sex a holic? You know, what if you, uh, you know, kitty touch a holic? Ow! <laughs> but, dude, I mean. I was trying to do, uh, the creepy dude, the Uncle Paul. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a hard one to do. Well, you know, I did the kitty touching, you know, so... <laughs> yeah, he's a, that's a hard voice to get down, though. I don't know how Jim does it. Probably gets your hair in a diaper. You get her in the bedroom, you tell her, come here, let me touch your little button. Yeah. Let me touch your peanut. I'm going Paul show you an elephant seat. You ever know when you kiss that tummy, had a little feet kick yeah, your neck sometimes? Sure, you gotta be careful. Sure you do. You're like, hey, you're hitting me right in the old Adam's apple. <laughs> You ever stand there and poke it through the crib bars? Grab at it? Sure, they go for it like a gerbil to the water bottle. You'd, you'd think their grip wouldn't be so strong, but you'd be wrong. You sure would be. I know, it, uh, I, I have a raspy voice, yeah. so I know I can do it if I hear him a couple more times and I, you know, mimic. Yeah. So that it's right around there somewhere. Cause it's real, it's low. Like, come here, let me. No, nah, I can't. I need to. I need to hear him do it. Yeah. Wait, let me see your phone. Come on, got on me. I'll go get it. It'll be easier to pull it up on your phone. It'd be faster than to pull it up on a computer. Give me those little toes. It's real fucked up. <laughs> That's one of the most fucked up characters. Is Uncle Paul, and I know like a pedophilia on on some real shit is not funny, but I enjoy the fact that he's able to joke, joke about it, and the people that have fucking kids, like Sammy Brand Muffins has kids, and he laughs because he knows how fucked up it is. That's why they could see the sense of humor. Yeah, they probably did. They probably fucking did. One of the funniest bits is. Is Jim saying that Sam has a fucking eating disorder because he was molested by his Uncle Dave that doesn't exist? Fucking hilarious. He he said he said the other day they were they were talking about it. He goes, Sam's like, I don't know. It sounds like there's some holes in that theory. And Jim goes, oh, What did he say? He said something like. The only hole in my theory is the one in your face, and there's a dick going into it, like so, something like that. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh shit! Let me fucking pull up this maniac. I don't know why when I say that I get a old, I get an old commercial in my head. Here I got one. Cause that's that's the O and A days. You can pause those fucking. So, okay, yeah, fuck them. Look, I'm gonna catch serious heat for this, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck those guys. Oh, you're just trying to race you. <laughs> fuck those guys. Not like, look, I respect what Anthony Kumi has done, has done, and what Opie has done in the fact that they had an, a a very successful show, but. I, I think that the shit that they were doing, like all that shock jock radio nonsense is bullshit. Like anybody can do that. And no more getting chased out of the park by some busybody yelling, stranger danger. Yeah. Hi, I'm Paul Hargis, founder of Uncle Mingo. 
here at Uncle Mingo, we use a scientific system to help you find someone looking for someone just like you. That's fucking disgusting. I look, look. Did you know I can I can do voices if I could put my mind to it. I did Bugs and I did Nanny Five. You know, I know Nanny Five fucking killed you, but as this is fucking like this bother it legitimately this bothers me. Like it went from being funny to like oh this this really like hits a nerve because. Ugh, dude, like, pedophiles are on some whole other shit, dude. I don't know. We gotta look into this, but I, I'm fairly certain there's gotta be... I think pedophilia, people that are pedophiles are like... there. There's gotta be misfirings in the brain somewhere. Something is wrong. Things are happening. But just... The like they're Maybe doing the, is the adult grab the kid's shoulder too hard when they thrust it. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I can't. I can't. But that's the that's the point. Let me get back on the fucking <laughs> misery movie. I can't do this. Too dark for me. Even f- how dark is it with a bag over your head? Ha <laughs> 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 Plus, it doesn't help them that we fucking. Hey, I can make light of it. <laughs> yeah. You can too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to just. <sighs> I think everybody can make light of it. Well, you have to. You have to. If you can't make, dude, imagine. You, can, you need to make uh, be serious about it. Yeah, like when it comes to actually when it comes to prevention mm-hmm. and treatments and stuff like that. Like that's not. That's not the time for jokes. However, if you're talking about it generally, you have to be able to make fun of it because by doing that in a very unique way, you're able to bring up an issue and put focus on it and not make it so that people are uncomfortable most of the time. I mean, of course, there's always going to be a couple of fairies that are like, don't joke about that. It's not funny. Hey, listen, asshole. I know plenty of people who, like, name something. I know rape victims that laugh at rape jokes. All right, I'm fucking disabled. I laugh at dis- disability jokes. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, this just, just. You have to fucking loosen up a little bit. I'm not saying joke all the time. What are you doing? He's hungry. Oh. You got food? I know, but... The CBD is starting to kick in, I guess. Uh-huh. Oh, that smells terrible. Yep. Is it as bad as it smells? It smells how it tastes. Ew. It's gross. And it don't taste like... It don't taste like bubble gum. It tastes like like that one that you could get from the ice cream man. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It was a it was a single wrapped one mm-hmm. that was always covered in some white powdery shit mm-hmm. that tasted like, like eraser. yeah, it tasted like bubble gum for two seconds when you chewed it, like mm-hmm. that zebra gum shit. Oh, it's the aftertaste. Yeah, horrible. When, the, when bubblegum loses its flavor? Yeah, terrible. Tickets, please. It's fun to tickle a tongue with fruit stripe gum. Tickets, please. <laughs> tickle your tongue with fruit stripe gum. It's fun. Each pack has different tickly fruit stripe flavors. Cherry stripe, lemon stripe, orange stripe, lime stripe. It tickles your tongue. It's fun. It'll never tickle my tongue, zebra. It does. It does. <laughs> Tickle your tongue with beech nut fruit stripe gum. It's fun. What do you want, ma'am? What do you want? Huh? 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 You punk. You punk. You punk motherfucker. Can't you see I'm trying to... I'm trying to create, goddammit. Alive. Is it alive. You're like, no, fuck your podcast. Play with me. You do that enough. You do that enough. You got no life, yeah. You got no life. That's all you do with your time. Right? Right? I know. I know. I know. It's sad. But I enjoy doing it, so I do it. So I do it. You got a problem with that? Ah.
<laughs> she just stopped and looked at me in the corner of her eye and was like, what? What? She likes it when you do play with her and she tries to bite you. Not really, but you got to be easy with her mouth because she's older and her mouth hurts a lot. So you got to be careful. You don't want to hurt her. Feel bad for her. What? I can't get up and chase you around. My knees hurt. Wait till that CBD comes in for me, and then we can run around and play like idiots. Should be on the way. Well, not should be. It is on the way. I got confirmation this afternoon that it was coming. Spent an ungodly amount of money that I would not normally... I would not usually spend that, but... It's splitting between the two of us, and we needed to get... What do you want? I gave you food. It's in there, Snaggletooth. Your upper mouth is fucked up, and mine is gone. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So anyway, let me get back onto this movie here. You know... Talking about misery. No, you're not going to let that happen, are you? He said, no, I'm going to watch, motherfucker. You're going to play with me. You're going to play with me. Okay, I can't chase you around, but I'll put a pillow on the floor. I have to do this and break your balls at the same time. Huh? So she walks away. There's food in there, you goose. So this movie... It's pretty good. I know it's a... Well, I was going to open this up by saying... I know I'm not breaking news. Most people enjoy these actors. They like them. So they know that they are good. So it's not... I'm not the breaking ground by being like, Oh, these guys are awesome. But it's the way that they... I just got on the floor... For you, and you walked away, you fucking punk. You're trying to get me to take you out now. Huh? What's the matter? How do I even get into this now? Because I had a rhythm before of to find it again. So basically, we all know Stephen King is a sick fuck. Right? I don't know how this dude got his... I don't know what inspires him to do what he does. He's a strange man. From the interviews that I've watched, he seems like a very odd person. But we need those people because I'm an odd person. But instead of writing, I do this. I actually, I, I look up to Stephen King as an author. Not that I'm an author, but when I wanted to write shit, I would look at what he does and be like, well, dude, he fucking, he does all kinds of shit. I mean, it's mostly horror stuff, but, I mean, what he does is fucking great, and he doesn't give a shit about what people think, I don't think. Like, he just does it. Although, I don't know where did he come from. Like, one day he just showed up, and he's been running the fucking writing game ever since. Stephen King and, uh... Who's that other fucking guy? I can't think. Of Pat, I want to say Pat. It's not Pat Oswalt. He's a stand-up comic. James Patterson. Him and James Patterson have been running shit forever. And Jim Clancy, Tim Clancy, whatever the fuck his name is. Those are the. That's the extent of the list of authors that I know. You know, I mean, of course you can tear Stephen King apart and be like, everything that you write is set in Maine. But maybe that's part of his writing process, right? Like, I already have the place. I know where I want to set the story. So let's focus on the more important details, like the characters, who they are, where are they going, where are they coming from, and where does it all end? I don't know if that's the process. but So James Kahn in this film, ironically enough, is an author. Now, I guess you could say that misery could could be looked at 
as Stephen King, I don't want to say critiquing himself, but maybe there's a metaphor in here somewhere, and I'm going to figure it out. The basis, I know I already said spoiler alert. I'm sorry, Smart. But, you know, Kathy Bates is James Caan's number one fan in this movie. James Caan plays, uh, holy shit, I forgot his name already. Sheldon Patterson, I think his name is. And he's a, he's an author of apparently one of the best-selling books, and there's eight of them. Of Misery, which I'm not really sure what the book is about, other than there's a character called Misery. That's what I've gotten from it, right? But either way, it's a huge deal, and he hates it. He fucking hates it. The the Misery books to him is what reaction videos were to me. And I know I fucked up my own rhythm, but I feel good about it, because... I didn't want, I didn't want to do it anymore, so I was like, I'm not doing it, and it seems like everybody just kind of disappeared, right, but you gotta do that shit sometimes, you gotta shake the world up, and you gotta do things differently, and hope that people will enjoy the next phase of the journey, whatever that is, unfortunately, some people don't and can't and won't accept the fact that you're trying to do something different. A lot like Kathy Bates. Now, what's fucked up about this movie is it opens up... It opens up with a uh, a convenience, right? Patterson is... Is that his name? I don't know. Nope. We'll just say that's his fucking name, right? Sheldon does the same. He has a ritual, like most writers do, like most creators do. Musicians have it. Podcasters have it. Radio personalities, that's the same thing. And, you know, whatever. Filmmakers, whatever. This dude's process, which Lucky Strike must have fucking made a serious investment into this fucking film. Or maybe, maybe it's a conspiracy. Maybe Lucky Strike helped position Stephen King to where he is right now because it seems like all of his fucking movies, and I have no evidence to back this up at all whatsoever, but maybe all of his movies are sponsored by Lucky Strike because it seems like all of his movies have people smoking Lucky Strikes in them. Is that true? I have no idea, but it sounds good, so I'm going with it. The first cigarette of the day. Man, how good that tastes. And if it's a Lucky, it tastes even better. You know, Luckies can be depended on for better taste because they're made of fine, naturally good-tasting tobacco. Tobacco that's toasted to taste even better. Yes, it's toasted to taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. So next time you get cigarettes, get better-tasting Lucky Strike. Light up a Lucky. It's light up time. But this dude is a ritual. Don Perignon on ice. One lucky strike. One match. Which already, in the back of my mind, I'm like, dude, this fucking guy. What happens if you strike the match and it's a dud, bro? Then what are you going to do? You're trying to tell me it goes perfect every time? That's what you're saying? I don't believe it. He's going to drop the book off at his publishers. And by the way, he goes out from New York and he goes to Colorado to write the book, to finish it. Every time is what he does. Like clockwork, that's it. So he finishes it. He puts the book in a beat up old sleeve that he has. And he goes to drive it over to his publisher's house. Now, he's driving, I believe, was a 65 1965 Mustang sports car, which is definitely not built for the fucking snow. Any, I am not, I don't know shit about cars. 
I have a bunch of grease monkeys in my family. Well, I think there's only one left now. Everybody else is dead. My grandfather owned a junkyard, so I was able to see a lot of cool shit. And I wanted to be a mechanic because I wanted to be like them. But I'm not, I'm not smart enough to do that stuff. Not when it comes to stuff like that. Like, I can... I'm good at doing other things. Taking things apart, put it back together. That's not me. Creating... That's, yeah, that's Jen. She could definitely do it. Creating an entire... Uh, creating content out of thin air. Creating storylines for things that don't exist. I could do that. But that's it. But unfortunately, that doesn't take you very far in the world unless you're a Stephen King or somebody like that. Then, you know, you can make a decent living, even though everybody knows writers make shit, unless you're one of the elite. And even then, I don't even know how much they make. And at a principle, I'm not going to look it up. But this dude puts the fucking book into his deal. And he's driving his Mustang, which is not made for the snow, in fucking Colorado, in the middle of a blizzard, and he crashes. He crashes his fucking car. He flips it down the side of a hill. It wasn't on purpose. He lost control because Mustangs can't drive for shit in the snow, and everybody knows that. Even the people that make Mustangs know that. They're the worst fucking car that you can drive. I don't know about now. At least, you know, everybody told me. People still do talk about it. it's not it's not a good car for things like that. It's shit in the rain, shit in the snow. It's no good. But he crashes. Hello? We don't know how long he's been there for. All we know What? Oh shit. Cops are here. I fucking better not be for us. I didn't do shit. This is going to be a nightmare to fucking edit. But, okay. So, this dude flips his goddamn car. And, look, this is my podcast, bro. I don't know what you want from me. I'm not... I'm not the greatest at keeping track, right? But I do try. I do try. So I'm going to be bouncing all around a little bit. It's it's the way, it's my process. It's my process. So if you're not into that, dude, go find a movie review person and you can fuck with them. It's not that I don't appreciate you. It's just that I don't think you will appreciate me because I'm a bit all over the place, but... You know, that's everybody. What can you do? No, it isn't. And stop saying that to make yourself feel better. All right. Fair. Fair. So he flips his car for the third time. And I think it did flip three or four times before it wound them going onto the roof. Right? And now you're in the middle of a fucking blizzard. Snow everywhere. Broken glass everywhere. That's a Grandmaster Flash line, dude. You didn't know that. And... We're not sure how long is he sitting in this, but uh, we're led to believe, I'm pretty sure that it's not too long. Although, thinking back on it now, when the cops went to look for Paul's car, that's his name, Paul Sheldon. What was I calling him? Sheldon Patterson? Paul Sheldon is his fucking name. When the cops went to go look for his car, they couldn't find it because it was buried in snow. Now, you can make an argument. It was in the beginning stages of the blizzard, so it might have been easier for Kathy to see it. down. But it was way down a hill off the side of the highway. It's, with the visibility being as bad as it is, I don't think she would have seen his car on the side of the road like that. But whatever. For the sake of suspending my belief for the movie, I will do that. That sentence didn't work. For the sake of the movie, I will suspend my belief and I will go with it. Because I enjoyed this movie. A lot. She saves him. She crowbars the door open and she yanks him out. Which, this lady is supposed to be a fucking nurse. And 
I mean, for somebody that was a nurse, dude, you have absolutely no protocol. You enlisted no protocol while pulling this man out of his car. Like, she she jerked him out of the car rather violently. Like, not, not in a violent way, but she pulled him hard enough that, you know, his, his he was visibly moving. His neck was visibly moving, so if it was broken. He would have been in serious trouble. She could have killed him, probably. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But she pulls him out, and he's okay. He's got broken legs. His arm is busted up. He's all fucked up. She brings him back to her house and puts him in a bed, the whole deal. She's on a farm. Convenient. But it is Colorado. I could buy that. So, you know... She puts him up in the room, and she's like, you know, I'm your number. The movie, basically, the the switch, the switch. So I'm, I haven't pet cemetery the reboot on mute, and I'm going in and out of it from time to time because I hate this fucking movie. The first one scared the shit out of me, and I refuse to watch the second one. Like I'm not gonna sit here and actually watch it. Watch it. But I have it muted, and I'm glancing up from time to time, just to see. And I gotta—it's not really worth much. But this is not my style of movie, so I shouldn't—I shouldn't say. Although I don't know where they keep getting the fucking little blonde kid from. He's looked the same since the movie originally came out. You know, they must have found a kid to look just like him, or they created him in a lab or some shit. But when the dialogue between them opens up, she's saying, and he's he's uh, disoriented, so she's all slow talking like this, like I'm your number one fan. I have the ability to put effects on what I say, so I don't know why I'm attempting to do it by myself. One pillow. All day. Every day. I'm your number one fan. I saved you. And he's grateful, as he should be. But it doesn't take him very long to figure out, I'm in a bad spot right now. This is no good for me. I'm in this woman's house. She's taking care of me. And at first, you could see it slowly. She slowly progresses. into. She slowly drifts into insanity. Like, she, she goes... It starts out slow. Because she comes off really overly nice at times, I believe. And then, as it goes on, you know, she goes deeper and deeper into it. And eventually, she drops the, she drops the act. You could say. She drops the act. And I think it's because she just can't, she gets comfortable. I don't think it's because she can't control the act, because I think on some level she can. It's that she got comfortable with him being there. So eventually her natural instincts kicked in, and she started acting normal, which is to the rest of us, fucking blah, 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 crazy, right? So, I hate this episode already. Can I just state for the record, I fucking hate it. Sucks. It's not coming out the way that I want it to. I can already tell. But she's she's out of her fucking mind. She's feeding this dude soup, and then she starts screaming and yelling. I don't even know about what, but she went to spilling it all over him. And it's in this moment that you can see that Paul realizes, oh, I'm in trouble. This is like when when you go out on a couple of dates with a woman or a man, right? And you bring them home and you guys are about to do some shit or you've just done some shit and then... She and then they say something that sets off the red flags because somehow maybe you're a little drunk, you're whatever, 
maybe you didn't catch it or you're just too hard up and you missed the signs you missed the warning signs on the way into town not realizing that you just entered hotel california because now you just can't leave you know it's too late but he realizes like oh no i'm in trouble this bitch is out of her fucking mind dude so she's like look while you're here why don't i well, no, I should really put the movie back on because I'm butchering the shit out of this. The sad part is I just watched it not even two hours ago and I'm losing pieces of it already. But let me fast forward because basically what happens is, long story short, if you've seen the movie you already know what I'm talking about. Somehow she gets into talking about the books, right? And Paul says, well, I have, I have a book that I've, I've written that nobody nobody knows about yet. Not even, you know, he was, I remember he was on the way to give it to the publisher. So nobody, nobody has seen it. Everybody knows where he, that he went to the place to go and write. But since he's crashed, he's been missing for days. Nobody knows where he's at, where he's been, what is happening, right? So he says to her, like, if you want, you can read it, and you can see what it's all about, you know, get your feedback on it, I think that would be a good thing, but I think at this point, he's trying to, he's trying to hold the band-aid on, is what's happening, because he realizes that she's crazy, but when you realize that somebody is, yeah, this is no good, he says, like, you know, if you want, you can read it, so she reads it, and she finds out that he's going to kill the character Misery off. And she is not having it, dude. You know, I really think this is no good. I really, you know what, we're going to make this one a long one, I think. And maybe we should rewatch it. Maybe we should rewatch it. You know what, let me, let me go regroup. I don't even, I don't even know if I'm going to use this. Look, this might be this might be separated into fucking two parts. I don't know yet. Because this is already an hour. What I did before and what I did right now. And I haven't even gotten past the first half hour of the movie yet. All the good shit is still in there. But I think if I watch it and we go through it, it would be a lot easier to cover the film. We'll figure it out.